you are listening to the sermon podcast from Bethel Covenant Church. We're an evangelical covenant congregation outside Ellsworth, Wisconsin. You can learn more about us at BethelCov.org. Thanks for listening. Um, over the last few weeks, we've been uh, looking at the, the topic of suffering and trials at, at Bethel. I know it's a perfect subject for a rainy day like today. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we've been talking about what it means to walk through valleys. And so a few weeks ago, um, we talked about walking through valleys with others. And, and then the week after that, um, Will, our, our worship leader, shared about um, the reality that all of us will uh, go through something at some point. And when that day comes, uh, where do we cling? Uh, who do we hold on to? And if you've missed those, I, I encourage you to, to take a look at our podcast. They've been uh, particularly um, challenging, but also encouraging for me, and, and so uh, to get a little caught up. But today, uh, we're doing uh, something different again. Uh, today, we're talking about what it means to uh, suffer well, um, what it means to um, hold on to God through um, difficult times. And so for that, um, I invited a few different people just to share their experiences of going through trials and the things that they've discovered. Um, I wanted to, to read just one verse, Psalm, Psalm 46, verse 1. You guys have all maybe heard this before. It goes like this. It says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And the rest of the psalm uh, talks about what kinds of troubles we might face, you know. Uh, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Um, God is our refuge in the middle of stuff, and, and we have a church uh, that is full of people that have um, tried to cling to God and learn something about what it means to suffer well. Um, I know there's probably uh, 50 or 60 people here that could share your own personal story, uh, but as, as Christians, as believers, we believe those uh, stories are worth sharing that they uh, matter a lot. So we're going to start off with Rick and Wanda Nelson are going to share uh, a story um, and how they experienced God and something they went through uh, this last year, uh, suffering a severe car accident. And then after that, Molly, one of our confirmation students, is going to share um, about uh, the way God has showed up to her in, in Scripture and what it has meant for her to suffer well. Uh, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to pray for us and then uh, encourage you to listen for God's word in the scripture shared and the experiences of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's pray. God, you um, call us a royal priesthood. Um, your church is a body, you say. And it's a reminder to us that no matter who we are, as we encounter you in our lives, as we go through things, as we struggle, as we learn little things about you, part of what it means to be the church is we're called to share that with each other. So, Lord, I pray that you uh, be with Rick and Wanda as they prepare uh, to share their encounter with you, uh, the way they learned uh, to draw near to you in suffering, what it meant for them to go through something. And, and as Molly gets ready to share uh, her experience and from Scripture as well, I pray that you uh, calm hearts and open our ears to hear your voice through a few folks that have witnessed you this last year. We thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. So I'd like to invite you up, Rick and Wanda. I'll get this out of your way. Good morning. These lights are bright. 
need these to read. <clears throat> Black Friday, 11-23-19, was to be a fun day planned. Eat breakfast, head to Red Wing for shopping. Go home, the men watching some football, head back to town late afternoon. Take a horse student ride and attend other activities. I'm sorry. Parade and fireworks. Things happen. One minute, you're traveling down a road, somebody's on a cell phone, and uh, he got to meet his maker. All that changed, all that changed at 1110. One mile from her house, a white, a white pickup crossed the center line. I saw the picket coming towards us. I said, oh my God. The driver said the same thing. There was a head on. I said, we could get killed in this car. Speak from here, Wanda. But God sent his angels. None of us were taken. The other driver lost his life at this scene. I saw Megan had a cut on her forehead and blood splattered on her face. I normally would have attended to her. And I heard Crystal say, oh, I broke my hip or my leg. I thought to myself, I have to get out of here. They pass her by. I call them our earthly angels. Had opened the door a little bit. I got out of the SUV and wanted to go lay in the ditch. My hip was hurting so bad. I was holding it as I was walking. I said, Lord, you'll have to help me cross this highway. And he did. I got to the ditch and laid down, feet on the shoulder, head down in the ditch, and I remember a man putting a sweatshirt under my head. I had told them, my hip, my hip. I just lay there really still. I remember three firemen standing by me. Rick came over and asked me if, if he wanted Rick came and asked me if I wanted him to take me home. I said no. I was taken to the Red Wing Hospital by the ambulance. Many CAT scans and tests were taken. I was in a lot of pain. They retook one more test and decided I needed to go to mail in Rochester. <clears throat> they gave me three felon shots three times. They put two heavy sandbags on my hip and it hurt so bad. It's like, I didn't want him there, and they says, we have to. After getting to mail, I was given two units of blood and off to surgery. I remember the big one, white lights in the ceiling. After surgery, a nice lady was sitting by my bedside, and I said, oh, it felt so deep, the cut, or the surgery. I could feel it, but it didn't hurt. She said, it is deep. I had a torn muscle that was sewn in three places and a bad internal bleed and three broken bones off the lower part of my back, but they weren't worried about that. I also had a neck brace on. I had a bad bruise from the seat belt on my front, front right side 
It took two nurses to get me out of bed. The right side was so painful to get out of bed. Second surgery was Sunday morning. I know you prayed here for me that morning. And when you have a pool of blood like I had inside, the blood destroys your tissues. So that is why they had to go in the second time to remove the, the damaged tissues. I remember I just laid there in bed and did not move. I had two drains and a pumps to pump out the drainage of my surgery, of the fluid. I had peace and didn't worry about anything to do with my injuries. I'm not a screamer. I didn't even cry one tear while this all happened. Now I stand here in my hands. <laughs> but so Tuesday at 1 p.m., I left the hospital. This was my first ride in the car after the accident. It went okay. A few times I asked Rick to slow down. Rick stopped at Ollie's for some canned meals because I told him I would not be cooking for a while. <laughs> the first night I had told Rick I wish I had my hospital bed. I used three pillows trying to get comfortable in the bed. Once I got there, I did not move. When I needed to get out of bed, Rick had to pull me out of bed. I used a walker to get around the house. Thankful for a neighbor that he's, and I told him I need one. He said, it'll be there when you get home. So many things I had trouble doing, even just reaching the salt shaker on the stove or getting dishes and pots and pans out of the cupboard. One day, Rick asked, why do you have the dishes on the counter? I told him, because it hurts to put them away. Many times, Rick had to get things for me. And the day I had to go back to Mayo Clinic was the same day that was Willow's funeral. I was thinking of them and what they were dealing with. My clots and scissors were taken out and the doctor was packing my wound. Rick was watching and had to look away. <laughs> the doctor looked at him and says, can you, can you do this? He says, with the Lord's help I can. <clears throat> the dressing had to be changed twice a day. After the second visit to the doctor, he said that Rick had done a good job, that it was healing well. December 23rd, my dear friend passed away in, in, from lung cancer in Marathon, Minnesota. The friend was 100 miles away, 150 miles away, but I thank the Lord he gave me the strength to attend her funeral. <coughs> December 25th, or I'm sorry, December 23rd, a month from the accident, I was able to come back to church that morning. So glad to be in church again. Went to the Christmas Eve service here at church and to a friend's house for supper and a nice visit. Christmas Day, my sister from Minnesota and her son and family from Indiana came to visit with us, so I did have a good Christmas. Another month passed, and I was still having a lot of pain in my front chest. Went to see the doctor, they took x-rays, and they kept saying, no broken bones. Two weeks passed again, and Rick's, Rick says, you know what, you need to go back again. So we went to a different doctor, and she decided, yeah, there's something wrong. So I had a CAT scan of dye. Here I had broken number two, three, four, five, six, of my cracked ribs, and I had, I had four vertebrates in my back crack also. So there was a reason I was hurting so much. 12 fractures total. Was I a happy camper through all this? No. Some days or evening, I would need it quiet, so I'd go downstairs and sit in the old rocking chair, sometimes praying, sometimes crying, sometimes complaining to the Lord, and I'm tired of dealing with all this pain. And the thought came to me, how could Paul and Silas in prison, praising the, and they had their feet in blocks, 
We're praising the Lord. I try and remember the I try and thank the Lord every day that I can walk. There are things I am thankful for. I'm thankful that I'm able to forgive the person that caused this accident. That I did not get addicted to the strong drugs they gave me. I never felt drugged from the pain pills. I never got pneumonia. My lungs were always cleared. I did not get a bad infection. Do I wish this accident had never happened? Yes, for what it did to us and my family, and that what we're still dealing with after six months. There are so many people that I call my earth angels. They helped me in so many ways. Nails brought to the house. One day a lady stopped by, stopped by and asked, what can I do for you? I says, wash my hair, because I couldn't lift my hand up. She wouldn't let me. <laughs> I told him I didn't, I, want, offered. I didn't want water in my ears. <laughs> People came and put on Christmas lights on our Christmas tree, or riding with us to Mail Clinic so they could park the car for us. I want to thank Pastor Todd for stopping the house and visiting. For you who sent cards, get well cards and Christmas cards with notes of encouragement. For your prayers, this is so much appreciated. You might think these are small things, but it's a good plus, a big blessing to those who, who receive it. In fact, the cards are still in a bowl on my kitchen table. It was your prayers, family prayers, and Facebook friends from 15 states and two four countries that carried me through this hard time. <clears throat> While I was telling Todd the other day, while I was in the hospital, I never even prayed for myself. So thankful that you were there. So thank you for the prayers, because prayers are powerful. I'll just add a little bit. Uh, when this happened, they didn't see what I saw. I, uh, for whatever reason, I was able to walk away. Uh, I had my night coming, but uh, the, I also had peace, but at the same time, I'm the emotional one. Believe it or not, she's not. I, I am the, this guy. And, uh, but during that accident, I mean, people showed up, just there's a retired EMT. He took these two kids to his car. And I, it was just like higher powers were leading this whole scene. And, uh, you know, I just, my place was to go check these kids. There's a, a 10-year-old boy. One minute I walked over to the van. They were in this van. And he was crying. And I just reassured him, everybody's going to be okay. The girl, she's suffering yet today with headaches. She can't. She's 15. Uh, she was bleeding. They gave her a hanky in the vehicle. But she, uh, she's got headaches today, seven months removed. And the mother is sleeping in bed and saying, ouch, you know, her husband, Kevin, is uh, hearing Crystal, her niece. She's got serious problems. She's getting around with a cane. She gets about eight hours, and she's, she's had it, really, for pain. And the Holy Spirit has just been pounding me with scriptures, you know. And I, I think of Don Piper in that 90 Minutes in Heaven video, and he based a lot of it on that, on John, the fifth or 14th chapter, and, uh, you know, Jesus is preparing everybody for his leaving. And he says, uh, I'm going to go to the Father. And he has many mansions where I am. You can be also. And when I'll come later and I'll take you to where I am. And uh, the part of this that, that really applies for suffering to me are going through trials and tribulation. 
I think it will, you know, and, and there's so many of you that have lost siblings. I never knew a sister at, at birth. Uh, there's a lot of widows here. There's, uh, there's cancer uh, survivors and some that haven't. You know, that are, there's a whole cemetery of people that have gone through suffering. But uh, the 13th uh, verse, uh, Jesus said when he gets to heaven, he would pray the Father, send the Helper, the Holy Spirit. And I, uh, I recorded what that meant. You had uh, preached on that, Todd, the paraclete, an advocate, intercessor, counselor, comforter, and helper. I tell you, I needed, I needed the advisor, the, the helper, the counselor. I needed the comforter. And when I was laying in bed that night, uh, my back just went south. I, and I, I was an emotional basket case having gone through what I had that day. But my back really went, 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 got really bad. And I'll admit I started to cry and I pleaded the Lord, could you just take me home? <laughs> I don't want to go through this again. I was reduced to not being able to walk with a disc before. So, anyways, the best part of what I, you know, just studying this and, and just coming, uh, the 17th verse of that same chapter, John 14, 17. This is the spirit of truth. When you accept Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit. He's part of you. You don't, if you really believe in Jesus and you accept him, he is in you. And not only that, but I, in uh, the 17th verse, this is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you who know him because he abides with you and will be in you. The comforter. You can't get any, any more uh, help than that. The creator God gives us the comforter. And uh, over the, you know, just the scriptures that come to mind, you know, the comforter. Luke 11, 13, if you then being evil, an earthly father, and your kid asks for bread, you don't give him stones. Well, how much more if you ask your heavenly father for the Holy Spirit? He will give it to you. So when you pray that prayer, you're going to get an answer. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. And uh, Isaiah 41, 10, do not fear for, you know, I will be with you always. I will uphold you with my righteous right arm. Well, that's pretty comforting, you know, when you're going through a valley. God is right there. And... Uh, Isaiah 26.3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. He gives us peace to go through this stuff. It isn't easy, but at the same time, I laid in bed rejoicing to have the Almighty God with his Holy Spirit to uphold me. So. One thing I was just going to mention too is he experienced something that I didn't even, I was in so much pain, I just laid in the ditch. But he's the one that came and tended to me. He saw the man that lost his life. And Crystal was asking him, take me out of the van. And he says, no, I could hurt you. And, um, and he was, Kevin was the driver. It wasn't our vehicle. He was like crammed in the car. I said, thankfully he was a small person. And they had to you know, cut the car apart to get him out. So he witnessed all that, which I never did. I didn't experience that. I needed a nursing degree, to put it mildly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, but, but one thing too I want to say is, you know, I was ready to meet the Lord that day. But are you ready to meet the Lord? Hey, you meet it right with the Lord. And I'm sure Pastor Todd or even I would, would speak with you. We never know what our last day was. And I came very close to that. If Red Wing, Minnesota wouldn't have been aware of the internal bleeding I had, was it the FEMA 
What's that? What was bleeding? The was well, it? you had an artery in your thigh. In the thigh. They didn't say the femoral. Oh, but anyway. There's more than one artery. But in the I thigh. realized how they were an important part of it too. That they realized how bad it was that I needed to go down, you know, to Rochester her, and have it fixed. So her blood pressure was two hundred over one eighty, but it actually got up to two eight over one eighty, <laughs> and she was in misery like I couldn't believe she was fine at the scene, but in the hospital there was anything but. So. Thankfully, the Lord is there. It was there that she needed help and got it. Well, dear, dear Lord, I thank you that Rick and Wanda were able to share their story, Lord. And as we continue, and as they continue to walk, I pray, Lord, that you would bring uh, comfort to them. But we thank you, Lord, for your words shared through their experience. That you're a God that comforts, a God that holds us up, that you sent your Holy Spirit to care for us, Lord, in your name. Amen. You guys, thank you so much. And as uh, we were continuing the year in confirmation, our, our confirmation students have an assignment to take a passage of scripture and, um, and preach on it, explain what it's saying, share it with the congregation. And so uh, as Molly wrestled with this all year, she's been wrestling with these words, um, I would guess, for the better part of eight months. Um, so uh, I encourage you to give her your ear. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us through Molly, that you would open our hearts to hear your word and your truth. In your name, amen. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you could open with me to um, uh, Philippians 2, verse 5 through 11. Okay. So I'll just read that quick and then just explain it, um, at least what the notes and stuff um, so, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God, was highly, therefore God hi, has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, so I just want to talk about my story and how I think this relates with it. Um, so the past couple years were really hard for our family and I. Um, and just a lot of things happened. And, um, and my heart kind of uh, <laughs> didn't stay the best through it. Um, I'll be the first to throw myself under the bus. Um, I was like, I don't know, I wasn't the kindest person through part of it, and I think that's why um, we go through trials sometimes, is to let God change our hearts, and um, you know, just he, he works through those hard times. Um, and so th through this passage, I just looked at it, and I was like, wow, um, we serve such an amazing God who, you know, though he was God, he went through all this pain, and he still stayed humble, and he still, um, you know, did God's will even through that. And um, so that kind of, um, you know, uh, <laughs> got my attention, um, just how he was um, just so faithful and um, humble throughout the whole thing, which is something that I could have learned. Um, so this kind of makes me think of also Matthew fourteen fourteen, When he went to shore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. 
um, this is something that I could have done too. And what I think we can learn is that um, through suffering, Jesus didn't say like, sorry, I can't help you. Or like he didn't look at someone and just pass by. He took the time and he healed people, even though he knew um, the pain that he was about to experience. Um, and then Luke 22:42, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Um, and that just kind of also gets my attention with, um, you know, just seeing that um, he still wants to do the Father's will, even though it costs him his life. Um, and so that kind of makes me think, like, what can we do in suffering? Um, so the biggest thing that I looked at was just to stay humble. Sometimes we can, you know, maybe get in our minds that, uh, you know, we didn't deserve this or anything, but God can use those hard times to change our hearts. Um, and it also taught me to help others in suffering, um, not that we have like a one-way ticket to stop helping others. Um, and then lastly, it just um, told me that, you know, you can let others help you. It's not a bad thing um, to let others help you, which again is something that I could have learned um, because people are there and they want to share God's love with you. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what <laughs> I got from those passages. And yeah. But. Dear Lord, I thank you for Molly and for the work that you're continuing to do in here as you do in all of us. I pray, Lord, that you um, would help us to remember that even though we suffer, uh, you hold on to us. You remind us of ways to keep our eyes open to the hurts and pains of others, even when we're going through something. And Lord, that you would uh, remind us to ask for help and to have the humility to be able to grow even through um, trials and challenges, even when we walk through valleys. God, I thank you for Molly and the work that you've started in her and the work that you'll carry on into completion. In your name, amen. Amen. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Though nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he's brought on the earth, he is the one who makes wars cease. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. There are dozens of people sitting in this room that know what that looks like in specific ways in their own lives and in different times and in different places. There are dozens of us in this room that wonder and hope and pray and cling on to that fortress God and we hope that he has us. There are dozens of us that are wondering what's on the other side of suffering and trial. But we remember that we serve a savior that lived knowing uh, he would die. 
We serve a God who knows what it is to lose and whose heart breaks when we have pain and and when our loved ones suffer as well. So I hope that we would continue to turn to him when we walk through valleys. We're so blessed to have the share, uh, to hear the stories of just three people. But I encourage you, as you have stories, when you go through things, God is calling you to share that with someone else. When you learn something from his word, God is calling you to share that with someone else. We are in it together. And we all need the encouragement and the hope from someone else who has been through a valley. So no matter what you're going through or when, remember uh, that God holds on to us and holds on to you through it. Remember that there might even be something for you to share with someone else on the other side of that valley. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from Bethel Covenant Church. We're an evangelical covenant church outside Ellsworth, Wisconsin, and you can find out more about us at BethelCov.org.